before I do that, I wanted to do a little reading out of a Martin Lloyd-Jones book. It's on the Holy Spirit. I will attempt to do this reading because it's kind of difficult. But it involves experiences of the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the fire that falls from above, some call it. The extraordinary baptism of the Holy Spirit. So finally, shall I just stir up, to use a scriptural expression again, your spiritual minds, by giving you just an instance or two of what happens when a man is baptized with the Spirit. Think about it and work out your doctrine to account for something like this. This is again a Puritan, John Flavel, who was on a journey one day. Thus going on his way, his thoughts began to swell and rise higher and higher like the waters of Ezekiel's vision, till at last they became an overwhelming flood. Such was the intention of his mind, such the ravishing taste of heavenly joys, and such the full assurance of his interest therein, that he utterly lost all sight and sense of the world and all the concerns thereof, and for some hours he knew no more where he was than if he had been a deep sleep upon his bed. Arriving in great exhaustion at a certain spring, he sat down and washed, earnestly desiring that it was his, it was God's pleasure that he might be his, that it might be his parting place from this world. Death had the most amiable face in his eyes that ever beheld, except the face of Jesus Christ, which made it so. And he does not remember, though he believed himself dying, that he ever thought of his dear wife and children or any other earthly concernment. On reaching his inn, the influence still continued, banishing sleep. Still the joy of the Lord overflowed him, and he seemed to be an inhabitant of another world. He many years after called that one day the days of heaven and professed that he understood more of the life of heaven by it than by all the books he ever read. Do you know anything about these things? Be careful in what you say about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. That is what is possible here for a man on earth. Then consider Jonathan Edwards. As I rode out into the woods, I think most of us have heard this one. As I rode out into the woods for my health in 1737, having alighted from my horse in a retired place, as my manner commonly has been, to walk for divine contemplation and prayer, I had a view that was, for me, extraordinary, of the glory of the Son of God as mediator between God and man, and his wonderful, great, full, pure, sweet grace and love, and meek and gentle compensation. This grace that appeared so calm and sweet appeared also great above the heavens. The person of Christ appeared ineffably excellent, with an excellency great enough to swallow up all thoughts and conceptions, which continued as near as I can judge about an hour, <clears throat> such as to keep me a greater part of the time in a flood of tears and weeping. I felt an ardency of my soul what I know now otherwise how to express empty and annihilated, to lie in the dust and to be full of Christ alone, to love him with a holy and pure love, to trust in him, to live upon him, to serve him, and to be perfectly sanctified and made pure with the divine and heavenly purity. 
and finally, an entirely different man from Jonathan Edwards, the genius, the brilliant intellect, perhaps the greatest philosopher America has ever produced, another American, but a most ordinary man intellectually, the great evangelist, D.L. Moody. I began to cry as never before for a greater blessing from God. The hunger increased. I really felt that I did not want to live any longer. He had been a Christian, and not only a Christian, but a minister, and in charge of a mission for some time. He was getting conversions, but still he wanted more. I kept on crying all the time that God would fill me with his spirit. Well, one day in the city of New York, oh, what a day. I cannot describe it. I seldom refer to it. It almost too sacred an experience to name. Paul had an experience of which he never spoke for 14 years. I can only say God revealed himself to me, and I had such an experience of his love that I had to ask him to stay his hand. It was so overwhelming he felt as if he was going to be physically crushed. The love of God, that is what is meant by the love of God shed abroad in your hearts. That is the baptism of the Spirit. That is what turned D.L. Moody from a good, regular, ordinary minister into the evangelist who was so signally used of God in his and other, in this and other countries. So it's Joy Unspeakable. That's the title of his book here too, and it's so true. Joy Unspeakable. I believe that everyone is sealed with the Holy Spirit on the day of their conversion, the day they accept Jesus as Lord of their life. I think an ongoing sanctification begins, and there is the Holy Spirit within each and every one. But there is something above and beyond that, a special touch by the Holy Spirit to provide a greater insurance, or baptism of the fire of the Holy Spirit. He comes and gives assurance and power and boldness for even a weak man to declare God's glory, like Peter, who became fearless after Pentecost. So assurance is one reason. Another reason is the power to preach, proclaim. Is that what D.L. Moody said, uh, almost too sacred to even talk about the experience? So I had a, a similar experience, maybe not that strong. I've had experiences before this, but during my time in the hospital, uh, I was in and out. Kind of like a dream state, I would say I was foggy-minded, my head was swimming, I had a high fever and such, and Kay had brought me a book from uh, Spurgeon on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I don't know how it is for the rest of you, but reading in the hospital when you're feeling bad, it just doesn't work. I've t- attempted it before. Uh, it just, just does not work. So, um, But I decided to give it a try anyway. So, cracked open the book and started reading, and I got a message from Randy. He was seeing how I was doing it all, and all I texted back was, my my heart sings <sighs> with gratitude and praise. I don't really know what came over me, but uh, there'd be time I'd be sleeping, and I don't know if my hands were raised before I awoke, or first thought in my mind, I woke. My hands were raised all, all day. But anyway, I cracked open the book, and it's amazing. From fogginess and 
swimmy head. I went to extreme clarity as I as I read for a three hour period. I had a special guest visitor right then and there that cleared my mind for me. So I enjoyed that. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. And, uh, there's there continued to be a lingering effect for hours and days after that with it, although it lessened. And uh, a day or two after that, I got out of the hospital and uh, went home. And all I wanted was that the world was. I wanted to. I didn't want to hear any noise from the world. Okay, I turn on the TV just to hear the news or something. I said, I just, you know, I just turn that off, please. And all I wanted to do is bask. I wanted to bask in it. So it was a really special experience for me, a, a time of assurance that he was giving me that I was going to be okay throughout the process. And I had two ports in me and oxygen, and they were sticking me everywhere and filling me full of all kinds of different stuff. And, you know, I gotta admit, I was fearful for a while, but then, then this assurance came over me. It was a special gift. It was a gift of assurance. But one thing I wanted to clarify, I do know some people who haven't experienced this and they yearn for it and don't get it. And I do think the Lord wants us to continue to desire that and seek it and pray for it and it is not a, a super spiritual person only who receives this. I think now, this isn't in scripture, but I think God even provides it for those of us who are weaker who needs the assurance. Because I know people who go all through their life who um, live godly lives, showing much fruit and honor the Lord without this. So it's as the wind blows. No rhyme or reason and the mysteries of God are not known by us, but I do know that our nation is ready for a complete rebuilding and in the realm of getting revitalized by the Holy Spirit. And, and we should all be praying for that right now. But anyway, I needed to share that and it was difficult for me, but, uh, because it's just like D.L. Moody said, almost too sacred an experience to name. And uh, clarity gave me it for those three hours was supernatural because I couldn't explain it otherwise. Because then I went back into fogginess in my brain. I still have some brain fog over the past few months, so I just needed to share today with my loved ones. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, your blood still drips down and make us willing to receive it, Lord. Thank you. We can have a place like this. We can come, learn more of your word, be propped up, sharpen each other, Lord, and give each other hope and assurance. Thank you for the the glory of your name and the ability to praise it, Lord. Let our praises be a good thing for you this day, Lord, and let you. We hope that you receive it as a special sweet sacrifice. So we thank you for this time, Lord, and uh, helps to. Do your will the rest of the day, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.